Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, see, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm the uh, Gringo Man Dingo. No, don't, you're not it, fucking doing it. It's all right. See, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. I am the Gringo Man Dingo on today's podcast. See, that's not that was good. On today's podcast, we have special guest, all everything Super Bowl champion, MVP, Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp, another episode of Rap and Sap, Sap and Rap. Warren Sapp will be breaking down everything new in the NFL today. Where a Le'Veon Bell will wind up, are the Patriots done, and so much more NFL shit talking with the great Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. But first, me and special guest host, the young shooter, aka Dean Collins, will be doing the damn thing. Hell yeah. Uh, apparently, the shooter has a special announcement. I do. I, I I have not mentioned this to you. I said I, know, I wanted you, to like, save I'm this. only going to say it on the podcast. I told you. I wanted to save this for the podcast. All right, we'll save it for the podcast. We haven't started yet. This is just the cold opening. Okay, okay. Uh, Miles, Jordan, let's get something funky on a brand new I Am Rapport Stereo podcast with me, the young shooter, and the Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp. Let's go. The I Am Rapport Stereo, Stereo. Podcast. Podcast. Live. Live. You're down with Rappaport, 
Yes, I am. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. You better tune in. I am Rappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set. A seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit. Rocking the New Balance. He asked me to do the track cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions. Toasted bagel, cream cheese, and lox. This is I am Rappaport. The show never stops. You might catch him out in public. Stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the Podcast. All right, this is the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Jake Lamont of podcasting. And as uh, I said, I have a special guest co-host, Dean Collins, a.k.a. the Young Shooter. Thank you. Um, it's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, award-winning Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a lawyered up episode. Oh, should I sign anything? Do, is there no, any you don't NDAs need to sign I need? Okay. No, you're good. We, we got your thumbprint. Um, fingerprints. Okay. We got your fingerprints. Um, so today's episode, as I told you, we got Warren Sapp coming up later on. He's making picks on all the games this week, talking about every single thing going on in the NFL, how to sack a quarterback in 2018, and so much more. Dean, you shot that interview. I shot that, and I have to say, I know, I mean, you know me, I don't know anything about football, really. I enjoy watching, like, the Super Bowl, but I don't know Warren Sapp. You're telling me he's one of the greatest linebackers Lineman. 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 Do you know the difference between a lineman and a linebacker? One has a one has a bigger back. The nope. other okay. No. Well one of the, well You don't you, have to know anything about football. No, I I, I don't. I know I, and because this is not a sports podcast. You said that um Warren was teaching you how to sack a quarterback in twenty eighteen. Yes. Am I able to sack a quarterback in any year? Never. Never. So who is supposed to be responding to that? Just some bigger like somebody that was blessed with bigger bones. What are you talking about? I just didn't understand. You like, shot the interview. I shot the interview. Yes, what I know did you nothing about football, at? and I thought he was one of the most entertaining guys that you've had on the podcast. I don't know if I could say that, but to me, I was captivated watching this man. You guys have undeniable chemistry. Yeah, the guy is funny as hell. Likes to talk shit. Loves to talk shit, and he's and he's neck and neck right with you. So it was fun. Um, I like that dude. What a fucking week in the world. What a fucking week in the world. I mean, this Judge Brett Kavanaugh, the hearings, um, listening, listening to the testimony of Dr. Lindsey Graham, uh, watching Kavanaugh get grilled, uh, watching, you know, a lot of times people uh, ask me about the term cracker, watching some of these old congressional crackers. Up there. I mean, these are real t- true crackers. That guy, Mr. Coons. That's a that's a that's everything. Cracker has yeah, nothing what do you to do mean? with it's just like these are people that wouldn't know a knish from a bagel. Does that make sense to you? Yes. These are like the white of the white, and I'm not talking about color, it's like the essence. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the Kavanaugh hearing has been great theater. You don't need to go to the movies, you don't need to watch. Anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, a SNL celebrity roast. I mean, it, it's like a, the Comedy Central roast. He's getting ripped to shreds. He looks like he's about to have a nervous breakdown. The motherfucker looks like he hasn't slept in a week. Um, I went to Runyon Canyon this morning. You know, this is where I do my hiking and my running. And 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 usually, Dean. You usually you lose weight, but for some no, reason. Nope. 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 
You're not going to do that. Not on my podcast. Asshole. I wasn't trying to do anything. No, I was just... you're not going to do that. Okay. What Usually were you, what were you going to get say? up 630 to go do my uh, hike slash run slash carrying my five pound weights. Some people just say exercise. And by exercise. I, I, I bring a five pound weights up there. Uh, That's heavy. That's not one five pound weight. Oh, two. Two five pound so, weights so up ten, the hill. So 10 all. pounds. Yeah. A total of 10 pounds. Are you mocking me? I'm not mocking. It's just like, my, I mean, my mom is going to be mid 60s. She, she rocks the five pounds just like when she's going around the house. Okay, Dean. But you came to me today being like, yo, I did running and guess what? I went up that hill with those, with the weights. And let, I me, said, let me tell you something, fuck. What? Let me tell you something. You like making videos? How about we go to Runyon Canyon and you carry the five pounders? I, I'm, five pounders are easy. Like if you're like dilly down and around, I'll make a bet with you. I'll do. I'll do it tomorrow. Let's but go. But a sixty-minute hike carrying the five pounders. Yeah, to me that the which five is a pound- total of ten. Uh huh. So it's my body easy. weight. And t- All right, man. Just I'll do it. Just okay. let me know next we'll time you go. See. I'll do it. Don't you can document it. When I, listen, the point is, is that I went up to Runyon Canyon. I had my weights with me. I did my walk slash hike slash sprints. Now I didn't I didn't have my weights when I did my sprints. Yes. I didn't didn't carry my weights when I did my sprints. Um and usually, yeah. Not usually. Every morning that I've ever been to Runyon Canyon hiking, yeah. Hike slash run slash uh, we get it. Okay. I always listen to my bangers, my okay. music. Um most of the time it's hip hop because you want to get that music that's gonna get for you sure, up that fucking sure. hill, especially when you're carrying those five pounders. This morning, uh it was so nuts. The Kavanaugh hearings and, and listening to Dr. Graham testify that that's what I was listening oh. to. That's what the world has come to. Oh, that that's like that's that I inter- worked out listening to the fucking news. You're like, this is getting me going. It wasn't getting me. No, it was like you have to. It was it was historical. Right. This was a historical day. Right. Um, yeah. And it's been it's been a historical week because the craziness of the Kavanaugh hearings yeah. has somehow some way overshadowed. The craziness and the surrealness, not that this motherfucker doesn't deserve it, but to actually see Bill Cosby, mm. who, you're a little younger than me, but but Bill Cosby, it would be essentially, and I would never wish this on Kevin Hart, essentially if Kevin Hart, 40 years from now, the same thing right. happened. Like, he was beloved. No, I, of course. By, by everybody. By everybody. You can't More even compare Kevin, Kevin Hart, But I'm just saying bro, in terms yeah. of the, like a lovable character. For sure. Kevin Hart, in terms of like a, a, a black comedian right now, has that yes. lovability. Like, everybody loves Kevin Hart. But Cosby reached elderly people, Beyond. everyone's homes. But he imagine, was a family man. Imagine for right now, give it in perspective for younger people. If yeah, it was, yeah. And I'm not putting that on Kevin Hart. I don't want to hear any don't shit. Don't say that about I'm Kevin. just giving you an example to kidding. contextualize. I get you. But you never know. Everyone twists words these days. This could be the piece oh, that comes out. Oh, they twist it all. And this is the legal episode, so they you got to be very careful. They twist it all. They fucking twist it all. Because the just... headline's going to be, Michael Rapport says Kevin Hart is going to be like Bill Cosby in 40 years. Right. I'm not giving you the headline, but I'm just saying that's what they will say. Don't put that on me. I didn't say that. Kevin Hart's my guy, but you just put but, that on But like you were saying, getting back to it, it's I'm being overshadowed. Saying, that happened in the same week, and the wildness is that both of these for sexual assaults or sexual... Uh, uh, um, uh, harassment claims um, and victimizing women in the same week. It, it is a oh, lot of irony. For sure. And um, and now he's known as inmate number, you know, 942 or whatever. He's in say. jail. 
But he look. I saw like the pod that he's gotten. He's 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 doing like women's lockup. You no, know what I mean? He ain't. He's not. He's in like a community. No, he ain't. I didn't see any little. Yo, baby he's cell. in straight prison. Mm. Uh, he's in straight. Let me prison. see the cell, Duke. Huh? Let me see the cell. What you Let me see the cell, Duke. <laughs> Let me see the picture of the cell because I think he's living comfortably. Bernard Hopkins. He's gonna die in prison. Oh. I, I don't Cosby's going to die. But I think guys like him, I think Bill Cosby's a fucking sociopath. And somehow, some way, this, this Cosby thing has become about race. Well, he's made it about that. No, but yes, a lot of people are, are, are making it about like, all, all these other people uh, uh, who didn't go to jail. Listen, it's not about, it, it's about a rapist. It's not about race. It's about rape. Right. It ain't race. It's rape. And we know there's injustices. Okay? But Bill Cosby... White, black, Puerto Rican, the same Bill Cosby who shitted on people for years mm -hmm. and who criticized people for years, 30 years of this shit, 30 plus years of this shit with countless people speaking up and making accusations where there's smoke, there's a big fucking right. fire and they got him. This ain't about race. Yeah, it's this like is OJ. about rape. It's like OJ. You fucking did it, bro. It has nothing to do with your race. You killed her. You killed them. But yes, it's 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 crazy. I, you know, when I thought he was a sociopath, everyone seems to think it was just, you know, within the past year or two, ever since he went glossy-eyed on me and he's got that eye going to the right, he's looking at you one way and, and the other eye is, is wobbling off to the left, that's when I knew something was up. He's a beast, though. He, he To be 81 years old and and to, to, to deal with all this and now he's in, yo, he's in prison. We're talking well, about a guy what? who's been... Like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and a star going back to the 60s. Hey, he was drugging women at the Playboy Mansion. I was I was probably there when he was drugging them. You hung out at the Playboy Mansion. I, yes, I did. Yes, did you I ever did. see Bill Cosby at the Playboy Mansion in your years? That's a good question. You I, didn't I hang might out have. there as, as a Playboy guy. You you were like a little kid. I, you were I, you were fucking nothing. I would say like that you I were was hanging, hanging like you were like, no, oh, I was like hanging you were like on, the funny guy. No, I wasn't the funny like guy. Like you're like 12 and 13. No, no, and then it came to 17 and then it came to 18. And did then, you get in that grotto? Yeah, man, of did course. Did you get in that grotto when, when you skied? Yes, I did. I went, did I you did. ever skeet in the, on the grounds of the Playboy Mansion? Yes. You skeeted? Yes. You you actually skeeted? Yes. I don't believe you. Yes. And Just the, like I don't believe you could get up that mountain with the 10 pound weights. That's fine. You don't have to believe you that. You skeeted in the Playboy Mansion grounds? In the game room, yes. I don't believe you. That's fine. Who, who'd you ski with? Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I will tell you that we did go skinny dipping when I was 16 with um, one of my other friends and two girls came over and they, we didn't even ask them to skinny dip. They just came over to the mansion. They took their shirts off. They took all their clothes off. They got in the pool. I was with one girl. The other girl was with my friend. I mean, it was amazing. This was when I was 17. I'm 28 now. This was 11 years ago. Long time but my ago. spring break Long time was ago. at the mansion at 12 years old. All right. Okay. I don't know if Cosby was over there. Okay. Creep. All right. Okay. Well, don't but make can false I, can accusations because this should come back and haunt you. Everything no, you say I'm on not this show can come back and haunt you because one thing that's proven by this Kavanaugh thing is like, don't fuck me, dude. I'm not running for president <sighs> or Congress or anything. But all I have to say is like, everything is on the record. So I would hope that if anything, God forbid, we're not, not deleting that anything, shit. What, we're no. not deleting shit, dude. We're not deleting. Not, these podcasts last forever, Duke. Like when this no, they don't last. No, these podcasts last when forever. Duke's getting in trouble. They don't last forever. Sometimes they go. Oh, this it just. I don't know where it is in the file, but it's not no, there in we, the file anymore. We got you anymore. on tape, Duke. What do you mean we got me we on got tape, We got you on Duke? tape. That shit you just said the right there. This shit? We got you on tape. And let me tell you something, Kavanaugh, and the people out there that are saying this is some sort of witch hunt and all that. Yeah. This is not a, a managerial job at a cafe yeah, you're not the in, in, in Wyoming. Manager. This isn't a, a, like he's, he's the assistant yeah. manager at a gas station in, in, in Kansas City. 
This is a Supreme Court judge. As far as I'm concerned, forget Republican, Democrat, forget any of that stuff. The testimony of the doctor this morning shut the whole thing down. Like that was about as compelling and genuine uh, testimony and speaking that you're going to get. I don't know what you're going to do with yourself going forward, Kavanaugh. You look like shit. You need to get yourself some sleep and blame Dick Stain Donald Trump for that, all this. I hear, Dick Stain Donald Trump got you into this. Blame him for fucking up your life. And rest assured, yeah. rest assured, Kavanaugh, you're not going to hear from Dick Stain Donald Trump yeah. a month from now. No. You ain't never going to hear from him. He ain't going to no. hold you down. No, he was your best friend now. Nah. nah. He don't know you. Nah, he don't, he don't know you. Uh, just a segue, I know that you said that you were, you're, you're climbing up the mountain to listening to Kavanaugh. Those are the bangers. When we're coming down the mountain, cooling down, what are we rocking with? Uh, Kavanaugh. We're rocking Kavanaugh. Today, I listened to 60 the, minutes. 60 minutes of this thing. I'm just saying that's how compelling oh, the whole thing was. Oh, okay. But in general, it's usually bangers going up, bangers going okay, down. Okay, I get Sometimes you. Sometimes I go bangers going up, uh, slow jams coming down. Okay, because like, I I'm, get hyped on the slow jams yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I'll go up with a banger, and then sometimes I'm like really coming down that I need like Mad World, Gary Jules. Like I need like some like we never heard of like, that shit. Just like really dark shit. Fuck is Mad really World? Really depressing. Dark never shit. heard of that. Yeah, all around me nope. are familiar faces. Nah. Okay. Never that's heard of like, that. That's when I'm on my cool down. All right, but we never heard of that. That's okay. Um, you we'll, we'll get to your special can, announcement. Can, can I, I announce it? it? No, we'll do it in a second. We'll do it in a what second. What else do you have to say? I got a few things to say. Then we'll get to your special number. You, you've been talking about, I have to say this on no, the podcast. No, I just didn't want, I didn't know no, it was no, a, you I didn't know it was a Kavanaugh episode. Now we're on the podcast. I know, I just didn't know it was No, no, you politics. made, excuse me, politics. you made me wait. I did? And now we'll make you wait. Now that you have your time to do your special announcement, you'll wait till I go, okay, do your special what announcement. What did I wait? What did, okay. I am Rappaport Podcast. The NBA is officially underway. Uh, 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 training camps have started and preseason basketball commences actually tonight. Wow. I think we just finished tonight. NBA. Um, the Knicks, David Fisdale's out the helm. Uh, the Lakers, LeBron James. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm going to wait till the season starts, but I don't know why the motherfucker always has his shirt off. Listen, I keep my shirt on out of respect of the general public. I don't have the body and physique of LeBron James, but I mean, put your fucking shirt on. Listen, Michael, I just got to, I'm just going to say it right now. The second LeBron comes to LA. He's here. You, oh, he's here right now. He's here. Okay. They're practicing you, preseason. Have, they're in I, LA. They, something, sometimes they go to Hawaii to practice preseason. They're in LA. Okay. Something tells me that you're not going to be talking as much shit on LeBron now that he's here, now that he's in the vicinity. He is in the area. He's probably, he listens. So you say, put his shirt, that motherfucker better put his okay, shirt on. Okay, LeBron. Okay, I'm a pro. I just wrong. don't think that. My man, my man, put your fucking shirt on, Duke. You always have your fucking shirt off. He's working out every day. He wants well, to show well, the good. Why with your shirt off? Because you if you had that bod, would you be rocking it or would you just kind of yeah, be like... I'd have my shirt on because for me, even when I'm like sweating, when I go to my hot yoga, which I'm about to make a comeback yeah. to, when I'm there sweating like that, I like the shirt to catch the sweat. That's a, that's how you know that you're getting it. I need to see the outline of my sweat line. That's what I'm saying. That's how I, I hear you. I do like, hear why you. is your shirt off all the time, Duke? He's got tan skin. He's black, so you can see the sweat more. I don't know. Nah, fuck all that. All Put right. your fucking well, whatever, shirt on, man. man. All right. 
Put your fucking shirt on. It's okay. basketball practice. It, 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 you're not in the park shirts and skins. You ain't at the YMCA. It's like you you wear the yellow or the purple. Like you have the jerseys. Like it no, ain't I shirts. Hear you. And what about these guys running around LA with their shirt off, just like regular <laughs> I, working I, out? That's just some bullshit. Like 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 Italian shorts and just like as if they're fucking running nude. Yeah. I don't know what's but, going on. Hey, you see it a lot in LA. Whatever. Like, I, saw, you I told see, you like, I saw models. Woman like they're literally trying to get. They're literally trying to get discovered running the streets. But I told you I saw one topless running. A, a woman? Girl. Yes. I almost got in a car accident. I was driving next to the Grove, and I looked to my left. I'll never forget it. And it was a, wo a woman in her late 20s, I would say, fit, really cute, with, I would say, a B-cup size of her breasts. And she was running... Jogging. Jogging. Not running from somebody. Jog no, not running from anybody. Exercising. Jogging as if she was wearing a shirt, just like regular workout. And people were looking at this. I, I almost crashed my car. I'd never seen anything like it. But it made my day. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was amazing. Um, can I make the announcement? No, or? no, no. Okay. No. Sorry. I need, I need to talk NBA right Go now. Ahead. Because um, although the, lead, the season hasn't started, the bullshit has. Um, Media day has started. The press is, uh, you know, invited to the practices. And Tristan Thompson, who I think has anointed himself, because Kevin Love is the best player on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league. I like his inside-outside. I like the rebounding. I like his style of play. I like him as a person. Uh, uh, and I've always fucked with Kevin Love. Even when uh, people room. have not fucked with Kevin Love. I've always fucked with Kevin Love. Uh, Tristan Thompson has anointed himself as the spokesperson slash shit talker of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, he said this uh, during uh, uh, one of the first practices. We're still four time Eastern Conference champions. Until you take a dump from that, teams ain't got much to say. Boston, Philly, they ain't got much to say. What the fuck are you talking about, Tristan Thompson? You're never winning another Eastern Conference championship. We all know why. The motherfucker who likes to play, run around town with his shirt off, is the reason why you guys won the Eastern Conference Championship. And you disappeared in two of the three last NBA Finals. Shut the fuck up. Okay? You were a detriment to the Cleveland Cavaliers in last year's NBA Finals. You were a detriment to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the most recent NBA Finals. You're not that dude. You're not that fucking dude. You can't even do a basic jump hook. You're showing workout videos of yourself working out with that trainer, Chris Brickley, who was on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, doing all sorts of offensive drills. Yet in the game, you execute none of them. You are what you are. You is what you is. And you're definitely not a shit talker. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, no disrespect, Kevin Love, you're never winning another Eastern Conference Finals. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Tristan Thompson. That's really disrespectful. He's he, just facts. Okay. Still disrespectful. He's like, we're the Eastern Conference, we're the Eastern Conference champions. But you didn't do shit to help the team. You got to back it up. A couple, of, a couple of years in the finals, you did like uh, you worked against the team. You you disappeared. Like he's the Tristan Thompson, aka the Invisible Man. So it's safe to say you don't like Tristan. Thompson. I like Tristan Thompson, but like but you're, you're not a fan of his game. Stay, stay, no, not a not a fan I, of okay, his I, game. I just, okay. I'm a fan of his aggressiveness as a rebounder, but the fact that he hasn't gotten any better in his years in the NBA, and I believe it's like a seventh, eighth year in the NBA. 
I don't like that. All right, so Tristan, if you're listening, get your fucking shit together. Like, improve. Yeah, like, people want to see you do better. Yeah, but no one wants to hear you talk shit. Just stop talking. A little less talking, a little bit more fucking playing right. A little less talking and a little bit like learning how to do like a left-handed layup. Okay. That, that's not much to ask. That's fair. I am Rappaport Podcast. That was great. Uh, can I make my announcement? Fine, go ahead. Okay, finally. All right, so basically... Um, it's been a long time coming. I know you, you've personally given me shit for this in the past, but I, uh, I started the Sopranos. Oh. So I'm, I'm in the middle of season two right now. Um, you're watching the Sopranos. You, yes. you, you didn't, you, you got, I got, so let me tell you, I got banned from the podcast for, I think over six months. I'm not even bullshitting you. I wasn't on the pod for about six months because you would reference something from the Sopranos. Paulie Walnuts. I, you said Paulie Walnuts. And I said, who's Paulie Walnuts? And that was like a big thing where people turned against me. Everyone was like, ban him. He, he shouldn't be on here. Um, so I, I, you know, I just, I dove into it. Now that you've been watching The Sopranos. Yes, I will. You understand why you got banned, right? I, you I, fuck I, you. I can understand why I got banned, um, your fuckness. But I, I need to tell you that I, I, I have not heard anyone say, hey, Paulie Walnuts. They, they, they do, hey, Polly or, oh, it's Uncle Polly or- Do they but refer to I, him I as heard Pauly? it once. I heard Walnuts once, and that's when I looked it up. I said, oh, that's Walnuts. And I love Polly Walnuts. I love him on the show. I'm in the middle of season two. Um, <laughs> the thing that sucks is I know certain things that happen. Um, well, that's because you waited 20 years to watch the so show. So I'm not giving away any spoilers if I can say what- You could talk, yes. Okay, so, because I know- Because if there's people out yes. there- that also haven't listened to uh, Watch the Sopranos, then they could get banned also. They, they should be banned. So I'm not giving away any spoilers, but you know, I did know because my parents were watching it when I was a kid. I knew that AJ had killed himself at the end of, you know, uh, in the pool. He drowned himself. I know that Christopher Mal uh, Maloney, or Christopher uh, Im Imperioli? Mike Imperioli. Mike plays Christopher. I know that he fucking dies, but I'm on a part where he just got lit up but he's surviving. Right. So anyway, there. But it's it's great, and I will say, James Gandolfini, holy fuck, dude. Well, what is, is your what is your what do you what? make of it? Since you've heard so much of it, I've heard. What do you so make much? of his performance? As oh, I mean, it. To me, I'm like, he, he could have been in every Scorsese film. You know, he could have been in Goodfellas. He could have been in all of them. He could have been just as good as all those guys, and he was just as good, in my opinion. James Gandolfini, especially in that show, though, because there's so much rage that he has, but there's also the sensitive side and the family side, and yeah, there's a lot of, like, really s soft and touching moments, and there's moments where you're like, whoa, he's kind of in that that Heisenberg shit where you're like, whoa, I'm fucking... He created, he created that it. Heisenberg. I know, and that's why I'm, like, watching this, and I'm like, oh, really? He created that everyman exactly. anti-hero. Exactly. So, uh, in television, like we forget because oh, for of the sure. Heisenbergs and the Mad no, Men. No, but still, the, Sopranos is still like that performance supersedes all of them. He is, I mean, fucking rest in peace, man. He is, oh, man. he is, he was extremely fucking talented. It, it lived up to all the hype. Didn't you see him in a play? Once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in 2009 in LA at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. He was in a play called God of Carnage. Um, and it was with Jeff Daniels, right? Jeff Daniels. How good was Gandolfini? So good. And I'm, I'm like, for real. And I don't go to a lot of plays. It was like with my ex-girlfriend at the time. She took me as a birthday gift. And it was Marsha Gay If you don't go to a lot of plays, why would a girlfriend take you to see a play? We're what not together it? anymore. Huh. So there you go. She, okay. she didn't know me that fucking well because okay. after that play. But I, but I do have that story to tell. So I, I saw James Gandolfini in the play. You got, oh, was, you got another story. No, that was the story. 
Well, what's the, you said? I do have that story to tell. So I have the story of you know I right. got to no, see Gandolfini. Right? Like, I, I wish I saw him in that play. Hey, and he was he was amazing. But I I wish I had seen Sopranos before I saw the play. But uh, I'm watching it now, and I love that I'm able to just binge it and and um it's great. And what do you think of a Junior Soprano? What do you think of the mom um, character? And the, what do you think of Doctor Melfi? Uh, so I you know obviously I'm a fan of Doctor. Oh, I'm a fan of Lorraine Bracco Braco from Bracco motherfucking. You want to get banned again? Jesus Christ! You can't. You haven't even pronounced Scorsese's name right. Lor- Lorraine Bracco and okay. it's Scorsese. No, it's Scorsese. No, you, and we got Scorsese. You know, yeah, it's Scorsese. And like I said, that's probably why you haven't been in one of his movies because you fucked up his last name for. 25 plus Whoa. years. Don't, I'm that just letting, fucking hurts. Well, I'm just letting you that know. That fucking hurts. Well, why the fuck isn't he picking up the phone? Because he, he said, hello, Mr. He hello, he Mr. Scorsese. Excuse me. He was on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, Martin Scorsese, on the award-winning, the award-winning All-Raging Bull episode. If you've never listened to the award-winning <laughs> All-Raging Bull episode, we had yeah, director Martin Scorsese, John Turturro, Nick Turturro, and uh, the actual Raging Bull himself, Jake LaMotta, rest in peace, amongst others, Adam Carolla, and so many other people, uh, Max Kellerman. It is an award-winning episode of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. It is in the archives, the Raging Bull episode with Martin Scorsese. And when he got on the phone, I said, Martin Scorsese, holy shit. So I, I, I said his name wrong right to him. So if I was saying it wrong to him, he would have corrected me. And he no, didn't. no. I think that was I think that was the the nail in the coffin. I think he said, "Hey, Mr. Scorsese, what is it? Scorsese, Mr. Scorsese," and he was like, "Never casting this guy in my movie." Nonetheless, what do you think of Junior Soprano's glasses? I love them. I think I told you this. I don't know if you've seen the commercials, but Junior Soprano reminds me of the Six Flags Magic Mountain commercials of the guy doing the dance. He's got the big fucking glasses, the bald ass head. He reminds me a little of that. I love him on the show. I think Tony's mother is um god i'm like is this a real woman is this a real person she's so wacky to me i just i can't even imagine like meeting her because she's like oh, tony oh, i haven't seen you in a long time so you don't know how that storyline plays itself. i don't know right? how she played i know that you know junior and her wanted to put the hit on tony and that was for season one and two i'm almost did at you see three. the episode where junior soprano uh, uh they they ratted him out for not going down on his yes woman? that was in season one i like that um uh and i like that they all talk about muff they talk about muff. Are you a big um, uh, muff? muff diver? You know, that's something that I don't want to get too... You don't have to go into detail. I'm just saying, are detail. you... Like, do you enjoy muff diving? Because I do. And I got to be honest, when I was your age, it was just sort of something you did by routine. And then when I got probably around... When right. I got single again after my divorce... You kind of... I think when you get a little older, you get the hang of it, and you appreciate the whole giving of a good... Like muff dive caviar in a way it's kind of like I, I enjoy it i enjoy okay. muff diving i i do it I, I i do enjoy muff diving i really enjoy muff okay. diving I when i was younger it. i didn't when i was your age what are you 28 i'm 28 i don't believe that i don't I actually don't believe that i don't think that you were like no i think that you've always probably been down with it but maybe you didn't do it as much as you wanted you to. you have to like it's like it's like you're, you you know rubik's cube Right. You, know you the, need like, to get all sides. No, once fucking, you figure out the Rubik's Cube, it's right. like, oh, shit, this was so easy. Once you figure out ne- how to I proper- never figured it out. The okay, Rubik's well, cubes. that's a whole other podcast. Do you once know how you- to solve a Rubik's Cube? Yes. Okay. Yes. It takes a long time. I haven't. Just like a good muff dive. Um, okay. Anyway, I'm glad you're uh, watching The Sopranos. Uh, that's well worth the announcement. And I'm glad you saved it for the podcast. Do you watch 
uh, of The Sopranos since you're so into it. Mm -hmm. I, I used to watch The Sopranos. Uh, I watched the last episode of, of The Sopranos with Toby Morse, friend and friend of the I Am Rap Shout out Toby, podcast. love the guy. Um, and, and I don't want to use this offensive term, but this is what they are referred to. And again, I'm apologizing. I watched the last episode of The Sopranos wearing a wife beater. A, a oh. tank top. No disrespect. Is that disrespect? I mean, I know that it sounded disrespectful when I was in seventh grade, but the times have changed. So I think that now it might be. I don't we're know what you call them, but a tank have top. You, a tank top. Undershirt. An undershirt yes. tank top. Do you ever watch The Sopranos in an undershirt tank top? I have. You know, it's. I haven't watched it in a tank top yet. I've done shirtless. Um, Why but, are you watching shirtless? Just because I don't have that kind of in between. It's either I'm wearing a shirt or I'm not. And, and when I see Tony. But are you consciously watching it shirtless? Mm, or you just. It depends. Just, it, I, don't worry about whether I'm watching it consciously or not shirtless. But when I see Tony, he's got the wife beater. A lot of them have the wife beaters on. But Tony's got the wife beater with, with the big man tits underneath. And he's kind of, you know, schlepping around like he, he owns a place. So I've noticed that since I've got kind of, you know, I go take a shower, I'll get out of the shower and I'll, I'll start combing my hair back. I'll start slicking it how back. How fucking dumb do you look? I look actually, it actually looks good. And so I've How went, dumb do you look with your slick back hair? And about your... as fucking dumb as you look right now. How about that? And how about this? I go to fucking Target, all right? I go to Target, and uh, <laughs> listen, I will tell you, watching The Sopranos, it helps you. Don't cut that, Miles. Cut, leave that in. But but yes. What do you I, mean it helps you? It just helps you kind of, you know, I go into sandwich. Life lessons. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when you, like, let's say, you know, I'm at the gym, and I, oh, some guy's in front of my fucking locker. You know, you're standing in front of my. Oh, locker. you think you're Tony Soprano? Now. No, it's just—it's like a little bit of you that. You wind up getting fucked I don't, up. But I'm just saying, this guy's standing in front of my locker. Usually, me, Dean, would be like, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, excuse me, so sorry, now what are you saying? sorry, excuse me. That's my locker. I hope you don't. You know. Oh, and then the guy just uh, so kind of back what up. What do you do now? That's like, I look at him and he looks at me. He's, can I help you with something? Yeah, you could fucking help me with something. That's my fucking locker. You're standing in front of. <laughs> That's what you think you're gonna say. I haven't said it yet, but in my head, I'm saying that. And, and, but and you're I'm carrying thinking, yourself like yeah, you I'm may say it. I'm, I'm in season one now. I'm getting to season two. So I feel like each season progresses. I'm getting a little bit more and more agitated like Tony. But it just, it's good. It's a good life lesson. And, and, um, and yeah, I pass by Target and I see the, I see the wife beaters. And I, I think about the color options of black or white or should I just save the money? But it's There's a great a show. of you. I always wonder. Well, there, like in college, I remember. There is. I used to wear. Well, you know what I'm going to ask you right now. What about the the? Uh, there's like a picture of you. Yeah, like it's in your house or your mom's house with the black wife beater. Oh, I definitely had. Oh, I had. I had a black one. Now here's the thing. I saw a movie when I was 16. Someone was wearing a wife beater. Were they built like you? No, uh, no, no. What were they built like? They were like a man. Uh huh. Okay, so I was watching it as you know, kind of me being me, and I, I and I and believe it or not. I'm skinny now, but I was like 30 pounds skinny. Yeah, we know. Okay, we know. so when I'm wearing the wife beater, I'm looking like I haven't fuck. I'm like one of the feed the children type people. But I got the wife beater on, and I was confident. I would walk around like confident. By a black at the, wife beater. Black wife beater. Looking <laughs> like a fucking I wasn't asshole. playing around. Right. Because my skin tone, I couldn't do white because then it's just all one color. I'm just all fucking white. So now white, it's like out. white. It's like the black and white chart. It's like black, white, like black yeah. and white film. It's like there's black. Black. And then and there's, there's a white skin. Because you're actually whiter than me. I disagree with that. You're at least as close to being whiter than me as it is possible. You're like, more red. You're white. You're more ginger. I'm blonde. I'm British. You see, you're New York. I, listen, listen, listen. I have an excuse. My, 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 my parents are from England. When I get off that plane and I step into the streets of London, I fit in with everybody. No one bats an eye. You, 
You have the same skin tone as me. You're from New York. Okay. Okay. Why don't you look like fucking Tony Soprano? Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, that's great. Great announcement, and and I can't wait to hear the 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 rest of your takeaway uh, on watching The Sopranos. I plan on rewatching it. You've inspired me uh, to plan on rewatching it, uh, and that was a definitely a worthwhile special announcement. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. Listen. It's been a high energy I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. The energy is going to get even higher because coming up next, me and Warren Sapp, the former MVP, the former every single award pretty much that you could think of in football, he has won, uh, including a Super Bowl, including an MVP, including a Hall of Fame statue. Uh, you've heard him here before. You know who he is. You know the reputation. Coming up next, Sapp and Rap, Rap and Sapp, Warren Sapp. And I get down for the get down. This is a collab for his podcast, which you check out Route 99, Warren Sapp on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let me tell you something. Who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I only place my money and make my action at my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. MyBookie has been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been great to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. You win, they pay. No funny business. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible, okay? So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional 25 bucks free to play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Join now, okay? And they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Enter the promo code RAPAPORT25. To activate the offer, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code RAPAPORT25, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, 2525 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid only at MyBookie.ag. All right, Warren Sapp. Here we go. Sapp and Rap. Yes, sir. We're three weeks into the NFL season. It's just getting warm, baby. When I say three weeks into this NFL season so far, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Well, what's the what's been the fucking like? What's the first thing thus far? I can't wait to November. <laughs> Why, like, because the NFL season, the first two months of the season, is nothing. Take it from someone who had a football team that went three and four. Three years in a row, three and four. That's seven weeks deep. Going into week eight, three and four. All three teams made the playoffs. But if you one of them, I took to the NFC Championship game. But if you don't win these games now, oh no, it puts you in a hole and makes it rough for you to you know go on a stretch. But all the good teams get their mind together because. When you're a great football team like the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, you know what we're going to do. Everybody and their mama knew the Cowboys were going to line up in I formation, hand it off to Emmitt, play action, pass it to Michael, go to Novacek, then go over the top to Alvin Harper. 
The great teams do it all the time. The Giants, when they were doing it, they were handing it off to OJ, running that thing, play action to Bavaro, going to Mark Ingram, doing all of that. When we lined up in Tampa, everybody knew we were in cover two. We were just better than you. That's what good teams do. They will get into a game. You will know exactly what they're doing, and they just will execute better than you. The first month of the season, first two months, it's fast, it's furious, it's fresh. I want your ass in November mm. when you tired and exhausted and the misery has set in because misery loves company. So you drag your opponent in and you see if he likes misery. And that's when real football is being that's played. That's what the fuck That's I'm when real about. football is being played right there, baby. Because, you know, I was, I was watching you Thursday night with, you know, the Jets and oh, J.E.T. Shut that fucking dog up. No, like Kanye, there's a dog barking. <laughs> <laughs> How about that crazy bastard? Jesus. Oh, we'll get on that another time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what are you, Jets? Baker Mayfield. Oh, no, no. I, 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 you were talking no, shit no, to me. No, no, I was at home because... You know, the Kavanaugh thing was getting hot at this time. And, you know, the, the, you know they was working on the thing. And I, and I looked up and I saw the Jets and I saw you. J-E-T, no way, Cleveland, you think it's sweet and you got a tie. I'm like, you know what, he's right. There's no reason for me to turn on fucking Thursday Night Football. I'm going with Mike. That's right. They think it's sweet in Cleveland. The Jets done wiped their butts with them. It's 14 nothing. Tyrod Taylor's 3 for 12. And then here come the kid. Holy shit. Just tell me what were you thinking when this shit turned? You know what? He had that he had that pep in his step. It's nice in Cleveland. The snow hasn't come in. He looked good. It, you know Wait till November, right? Wait till November. So what 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 are you like the hype that we live in now? Oh. Listen, I want to see all these kids do good. You want to see them all do good. All these all quarterbacks, 21. But here's 20. the thing that I have a problem with. Patrick Mahomes has more touchdown passes than any other quarterback in the history of this game through three games. And it's like he's not even playing. I mean, this kid took over for a number one pick. Yes. And nobody said a word all along, all year long, preseason, that this kid, watch out. I think one guy did. The one guy did um, on ESPN uh, from Philly back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaworski? The brother. No, the brother. No, um... um I forget his name. We don't the fact skinny check. guy. Yeah, the skinny guy. Yes. He kills it. And he's yelled out Patrick Mahone. I'm like, all right, Andy Reid did make a call that this is my quarterback, and Andy knows quarterback. This kid is lighting it up. This kid is lighting it up, and only thing we want to talk about is the Patriots trading Gronk, and Gronk refused. You don't think he's getting enough credit, Patrick, right now? No, not even close. The, his def- How good is he? Oh, no, no, I got this for you. If I told you a de- your defense will give up 27 points a game and 400 yards worth of offense, that's a lot of pressure on your quarterback to come out every day and perform, right? That's what Kansas City's defense is giving up right now. Right. This kid is scoring 38-plus points every week. So you you go into week four, Warren Sapp in his prime. Ooh. Week four versus Patrick Mahomes. What do you? What would be your mentality going? Like, you're playing today in your prime. You're at your best. <laughs> How do you approach that kid? Are you talking shit? What, what, what do you see in him that you as a defender would be on him about? No, I'm not going to pay any attention to the quarterback. Because you, you pay attention to the quarterback, you, you're dumb. What are you paying attention the to? The offensive linemen. Because those are the guys I need to beat to see how much fine money I'm going to give up when I land on his ass because I'm landing on him. There's no chance I'm not landing on him. The quarterback has always been the pillow for pass rushes, and the offensive lineman has been the one to stop mm-hmm. the pillowcase from being put on him. 
If I get to him and I wrap him up, I'm dropping him on that ground and I'm landing on him. I want to no get. Way. I want to get. Oh, to that. that is the worst thing. We, I want to hear. Full oh my full, God, but Let's stay Jesus. focused on okay, Patrick. Right. So, like, but, approach approach that 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 offense and that kid. Right, I'll, t- I'll take away his run game. That's the first thing I would do. I take away Hunt. He's running back at the backfield. Once I take that away, I take away that tight end, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucker that can go. Mm-hmm. But then you got to deal with that Black Mamba outside and that Tariq Hill. Mm-hmm. They really got a lot of weapons, and Andy's gonna mix the play call. And so I. Just just take away one option of the run game and then turn him into a one-dimensional team and then I'll hunt him all day long. And then I'll make sure my ends are up the field the way he can't get out because you saw that play when he reversed field and yeah. come back and then cock that thing sidearm like Brett Favre and let yeah. it go. Oh, my God, that's scary. That's scary. I wouldn't sleep much that week, but I'd love the challenge. He, he, the, based he's on that. what you're seeing right he's now, he's, he's, he's the real right deal. Now. He's like Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers was moving and zipping and throwing that thing right. like that. It's just tough when a quarterback is in that kind of rhythm and you're not in his face and you're not hitting him. Breakdown, I mean, I'm sure you probably get asked every day. Clay Matthews, two weeks oh. in a row. They, they really— No, no, no. I was in Miami when the Hayes guy blew his ACL Explain out. it. I was sitting there watching the game with the Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. I'm right on the sideline, right in the middle of the action, and it's early in the game. Third down, boom, down goes Carr, and I'm looking, and— the defensive lineman is on the ground, and he's just reveling in pain. And I'm like, get your ass up. You just sacked the quarterback. How could you be possibly hurt? And then, I'm, then I look for a second again, and I mean, he's really on the ground. And I went, oh, shit, Sal. So, you know, I apologize to him. I'm sorry, dog. You know, if you really hurt, you know, you, know, you got to apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football guards are listening. Yeah. You know, somebody come swipe you off on the sideline. It'll happen. And why did he get hurt? He was trying to avoid landing on the quarterback. Is that possible? No. Even if you're not trying to, even if you're, if if you Mike, hit me Mike, and you're coming full speed and I fall, Mike, if I grab, wrap you up, and you're in my arms and we're off the ground like Clay Matthews when he hit him, that's textbook. Boom. Wrap. Nothing dirty about There's it. There's nothing else you can do. And then he turns sideways to try to not fall on him. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Where are we going with this? I don't know where we're going, but here's where we're headed. To a place where defensive linemen don't aggressively go after a quarterback and the game gets crazy. Because I watched one where the defensive lineman come up, hit him, and he just spun out of it. Against the the Vikings. It was a Green Bay dude also. Because once you go to tapping people's pockets like they're tapping them, it really, really plays a part They're in fine. You. They fine Clay Matthews? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, a big fine. And then it gets bigger every time. That's some bullshit. Oh, no. they. It is fully in effect. I watched the kid, 73, Hurst from Michigan, get the same kind of landing on the quarterback in the Miami game, too. I didn't know what the call was. I'm looking at this like – because I was at training camp when the referees came in in Oakland, and they were explaining – Basically, like the head, you know, like you can't have your head to where you're looking at the ground when you're tackling someone, getting into a, a linear position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in the back of the room, and the funny thing was, I was backed up by Marshawn Lynch, and he said, dog, I got to come up with a new technique. They won't let me lower my head no more. <laughs> so you got one of the premier backs in the game now thinking, how do I catch the ball, and now how do I attack the defender? So what, what is going to happen with the NFL? Like, Let's- obviously – Everybody wants to see everybody healthy. Everybody, but but no, but we when, when you watch got the game when you get hit and when you get quarterbacks defending defenders, defenders. you know that because that's it's your bad. fucking biggest enemy. It's bad. You got Romo. You got Brett Favre. I mean, you got all um, of the guys that got whacked in this. Aaron Rodgers is hey, doing it now. 
all the quarterbacks that got beat up in this league in the 90s and 2000s are looking at this like, what? That's not football. So what's going to happen? We're going to have to go back. We're going to go back to where it was because that's the game we all know and love and cherish. Because when a guy doesn't block for your quarterback, let's get on the offensive lineman. Let's not get on the defender for landing on the quarterback. The quarterback's always been our pillow. If you run at me, I'm standing here, and and your your speed knocks me down. There's no way because you're going to fall because I'm falling. Right over the top. And I got to wrap you up. I got to make sure you don't get free and throw this ball. If they get out of the pocket, they just throw the ball to the line of scrimmage. It's an incomplete pass. How, how much of a discussion is this between your guys that really know football? Like, how how frustrating do you think this is? I mean, and for you we're to all, watch we're it. All, we're all looking at it, and we're all going, what in the hell is going on? Because we were all together for Monday night down in Tampa for Tony Dungy. So I had, from 96 all the way to 2001, my old teammates from the Bucks, all the way back when we wore orange. So <laughs> we were up there talking about this, and all of us was like, dog. They were looking at me like, you'd have been broke. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I mean, you. We, I would have just told him get my whole check to whatever charity y'all want to give to, and somebody pay my rent because this is the only way I know how to play this game. Would you be an all pro? Would you be all the things that you I want don't know. with that? I don't know because are they giving them those sacks? I don't even know. I don't think they are because they're moving the ball. I don't think you get the sack. Maybe you get the sack and then they move it and then it's a first down. We got to check on that. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if if it's a penalty, it's not a sack. Shouldn't be, but it might be because it's a dead ball because it's after the sack. He hit the ground and then the so penalty. So you get, you get a sack, and you get penalty. fined, and a penalty. And the first down for them. That ain't no sack. No. I you, don't want that sack. I wouldn't want that sack either, but don't, get, don't take the sack, and I get a fine, and they get a first down. Now, it's, it's a game of pain. It's a collision sport. You uh, are one of the players, one of the Hall of Famers that just signed up and basically, you know, pushback for the NFL for you guys to have support. Like, we got Joe Namath, Earl Campbell. I mean, like, explain what the whole thing with the Hall of Famers and giving the guys health insurance and all that. Break it down. What it was was over the course of years, it was really like way back in the day that, you know, they were fighting for a little bit of extra money. Because, you know, remember back in the day, the guys that played in the early days had jobs in the summer. You know, they delivered. They got nothing. I mean, it, the game just didn't afford them anything. And then they got to a point where they wanted to do some licensing and some different things, and the NFL came over the top of them and basically finished shut them down. And Roger Staubach wrote a letter to then Tagliabue saying, I really find it, you know, distasteful that y'all will do this to the Hall of Famers that, you know, are the foundation of what this game is built on. So they kind of bagged off it and allowed them to do that and did some other stuff where they can, you know, generate some money and some different stuff. But that went away with the quarterback club and all the other different stuff that come along with the modern-day game. Okay. And the old-timers got just left left to the side. And now it's the Eric Dickersons, the Ricky Jacksons, the – you know, Lawrence Taylors, you know, them icons that me and you grew up to. They're saying, wait a minute. And they're looking at the Joe Diablo Ablos and the, the John Hannas and all the guys that was before them saying, they're not being taken care of. And they didn't get, they enjoyed the millions of dollars that the Lawrence Taylors and the Eric, you know, that all the strikes and everything provided. So what we're doing is we're just looking at the, the program in which the NBA players did. They went to their union and their, their league and said, listen, we got to take care of our guys that 
put us up because Michael Jordan didn't make a whole bunch of money right. until he got to his last three deals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. See, Jordan was a $3 million player right. those first three championships. Right. Most people don't understand that. And Larry Nance was the first $3 million dude in the NBA. Right. So that's crazy to even think of right. like that. So that's what we're trying to do is do what the NBA did. And they took care of all their players. Life insurance. And pensions and something else. And for they're them. not even, I mean, they're fucked up, but they're yeah, not fucked up. Yeah, like but the they way don't play a game like we play. And then they don't play the most popular game in the world that so, we play. So, as of now, if you retire 2017, like, uh, uh, health insurance from a team ends immediately? Five years. Five years. When you are eligible for the Hall of Fame, your insurance ends. That's ironic. Ironic, right? You must know players, players that you played against, teammates that weren't stars, that, that are your guys, that are fucked up right now physically and also like, yo, like they're, they're getting older. Like those checks aren't coming in. They, they didn't get paid Warren Sapp money. Listen, they're stalling the, the concussion money. They're stalling the, the disability money on these guys. They're stalling it all the way across the board. We're just looking at it like we're the guys that are ambassadors of the game for the next 100 years. We're... We're the ones that if the earth was destroyed and aliens came, they'd find Canton and be like, these must have been the men. Mm -hmm. They built bus that will last 40,000 years if I set it out in the open mm -hmm. and then let it rain and all the elements go on it. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. And if we are icons of the game and we play the most popular game, how ain't you taking care of the pioneers that? Because this guy's walking in that Hall of Fame every summer that are barely moving. That are barely moving. And that ain't right. Right. That ain't right for the greatest of the game to be in that position. And that's the greatest. And then there's the guys that were just... Just regular guys. And they're fucked up. So we got to start somewhere. So that, that was the whole point, to see if we can start this thing, get the, get the insurance. That was the big thing, the insurance, and a little bit of stifling. I never knew what the amount was and how they got to that amount or anything like that, but that's just a talking point. So we can keep the dialogue going, and let's take care of the people that, that, that took care of the game. Do you, do, what has been the reaction so far? Have you heard back? Have, have like the players and, and the Hall of Famers, have you guys gotten a response yet? Well, you know what? We were talking because it was a conference call that, you know, they asked everybody to get on so you can actually hear it getting to the point. It's just mis miscommunication here, there, whatever. But, you know, it's always going to be guys like Jerry Rice that, you know, Fifi, you know? Come on. Right. That's, that's the Bartolos dude. It's Fifi. Come on. Fifi, Fifi don't run with Lawrence Taylor and Ricky Jackson and the right. Monsters. Come on. It's, it's not for everybody. What, but, what did, with but, Jerry but, Rice, what did he, he's... He, oh, Jerry was like, I'm not with this. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 100-year celebration and everything going on. Jerry, we understand. It's ain't about you. It's about everything that going to come after you right. and everything that wasn't as great as you. Right. And if you're sitting in a great position, you have to look out for what's behind you and what's coming next. And that's all we want to do is come as a united force to where we take care of the people that took care of the game. Mm -hmm. Because five years and then you out, we're talking about... That's when the pain starts to set in. Hey, when you 40 plus, that's when all the pain starts to set in. That's when the bone on bone occurs. That's when the movement in the morning and you don't have a rate. I, I'm going to get a hip surgery. Day after my birthday in December, I signed it up because I was just I'm just hurting too bad and I I just want to walk without pain. I'm setting this thing up and <laughs> the man looked at me and said, "Do you have a primary care doctor?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, you got to find a primary care doctor because we got to give you blood work and everything to make sure you're ready to go into surgery." I have to actually go find a regular doctor. I never had a regular doctor for 20 years because I was always around a football place, so it was always a doctor somewhere that I can go to and get taken care of and be ready to go. But when that is over. 
You're just like a regular citizen. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Right? That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> what? That's the game we play. So you have to prepare yourself, and you don't know this is coming until it's coming. Um, and it's upon you then. Right. Yeah. All right, current this year NFL uh -oh. defense. What defense is – what's the best defense in the league so far? Jacksonville. Why? That front four and those corners on the outside and their safety play. I don't really like their linebacker. Jack, 44, kind of leaves something to be desired, but he's covered up on the front and the back end. Right now they're playing good football, but they still got to find themselves a quarterback because as great as defense as you play, you'll see a game like last week when they lose them the – Tennessee, and their quarterback was out too, 9-6. to six. You, you can't lose a football game like that when it's defense. Your guy Gruden, Khalil Mack, <laughs> pass rushers aren't easy to find. You know, you know Gruden. This is your guy. Give me the inside scoop on it. What is your take on this? I mean, this motherfucker's playing probably his best football now. He's playing like he's got something to prove. Possessed. So first, specifically, Khalil Mack. How great is he? One of the premier rushers in the game. Outside of Vaughn Miller, there's no other pass rusher that I would take before Khalil Mack. Hands down. Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack, A1, A2, however you want it. But, I mean, the kid can go. Flat foot go. But the thing about it is with Gruden, he was not going to handicap his franchise by paying a defensive player. This Even is a, a great defensive player, now a, they can't stop shit. I understand. But what do you do with the quarterback, your receivers, the other receiver, the, the coach. third receiver? We're not worried about the coach money. That don't go in this pot. So three games into it, def, the Raiders' defense. Got three sacks, and Khalil Mack has four. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Gruden is like, fuck? No, it's or a football. Or did he know? No, he it's, knew. Fo it's football guys. Football guys will punish you for a bad football decision. That was a bad football decision. He can say whatever he wants to say a thousand years from now or whatever he wants to say. I, every time I see him, I'm like, you know you need a pass rusher. And Arden Key will be a good pass rusher. But Arden Key will not be Khalil Mack no time, no point in his whole life. He might have one year where he'll outdo Khalil Mack, but this young man, Arden Key, will be a good pass rusher. Hurst will be good. But... Boy, it's tough to take away that number of sacks in that years and just leave it away from your football team and say go without it. Assuming everybody stays, assuming everybody stays uh, healthy, how is their season going to play out? They'll win about four or five games. If they had Kalomak, might be a playoff team. Fuck. Listen, man, it doesn't take much. Two sack calls formal. That's two more wins. <laughs> I mean, and then he, he's going to win one game by himself. Right. He almost won the Green Bay game by himself, and he was fresh off the street and too tired to even finish it. Right. He's going to win two games by himself during a 16-game season. And then he's going to help you win two more. So that's four more wins just with him. And then with the young guy, Key, coming along, that's two more wins that he'll find his way to get it because he's learning from Khalil Mack. Right. That's, how you, become, that's how you become a playoff team. Now without that, you fight and struggle. Now you're 0-3, and now your team says, well, we have about a – 5% chance of making the playoffs, and we've lost the head-to-head -head with a couple of those teams that are with bad records with us. So it puts, you in a, shit. Oh, it puts you in a bad spot. And then in, a, in that division, that's always a rough one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh. Break, break, is, is he getting traded? If you're his teammate, if you're his guy, 
Are you like you're leaving us? You're leaving us out to dry. Uh, uh, like, well, what do you make of the whole situation? And how do you think it's going to play out? I have a out? problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? A real problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I remember a certain receiver, Antonio Brown, bad boy, looking for his money, and that whole locker room backed him about his money, right? Le'Veon Bell wants his money, and then you hear the offensive lineman talking about, well, we blocked for you. What? Listen, man, it was one, it was three golden rules in the Tampa Bay locker room, in my locker room. We don't do wives, kids, or money. That's it. And not in that order. It's money, wives, then kids. Because I can't make your money, and, I'm, and I don't have your skills. Your wife is all yours, buddy. You got on your knees and asked her to marry, and you stood there and watched her walk down the aisle. Your kids, I got kids of my own. I definitely don't want yours. So those are three things you never brought up in my locker room. So if you was holding out, like Brooks held out one year on me. Everybody kept asking me what do I think. I said, you got the wrong guy. I said, you got to go ask Brooks because that's Brooks' situation. That's Brooks' family. That's Brooks' life. He has to go through that himself. I support him in whatever he's doing, but that's Brooks' situation. Now, when I got back to the room and called Brooks, Brooks, come on, man. I ain't got no TV in here. I ain't got no VCR. Ain't no telephone. I ain't talked to my wife in three days. You going to get me in trouble around here, Brooks. Brooks, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dog, you holding out for what? I said, you signed to the contract, honor it, and then the money's going to come. You just got to play. I said, but doing this draws that line in the sand. And at some point, somebody's going to feel a certain type of way, and it's coming back. So in Pittsburgh, it's going to be on that now. Why, why did they back Antonio and then they, they started chirping with Le'Veon. Because Antonio Brown is a direct correlation to who? Big Ben. What do you mean? Who's the one guy that must be happy on every football team? Oh, the quarterback. Cor- I see. And you but gotta, Le'Veon Bell isn't? I mean, shit, he, he catches. This, this ain't a running back oriented lead no more. This ain't when we and you uh, growed up. He's this ain't your, the, uh, Hold on. He's like a receiver, on. though. When we growed up, it was about the running back. Earl. Earl, Sweetness, Tony Dorsett, you know, Eric Dickerson. I mean, that's just what it was. You got the ball 30, 38 times a game, and the more he got it, the stronger he became, right? We all lived that. This is a past ha- We watched Kirk Cousins throw the ball 55 times in a football mm-hmm. game on Sunday with the Buffalo Bills getting your ass whooped 27 to 6, mm-hmm. and you only handed it off four times? Yeah. <laughs> We watch Adrian Peterson, a, a freak of nature, get passed around like a wet joint. Here, ooh, ooh, no, no. Here, you hit that. You, I don't, ooh, yeah, you hit that. Now he's leading the league in rushing. Right. <laughs> Running backs are a dime a dozen, two nickels every time. They'll find one. But even a Le'Veon? Listen, you remember they when got we— got Connor right, in there? Give me, give me three years back. Who's the greatest running back in the game? Shady McCoy. Right. <laughs> How fast is that going? Now the, the best running back in the game? Todd. Todd who? Gurley. Oh, yeah. Slender guy, catches it out of backfield. It just keeps passing. But the most dangerous dude you say is that dude down in New Orleans, right? Kamark? Right. Or the dude in Atlanta when he gets it on third down? Right. It's specialized stuff now. It's not so much who's the workhorse, who's going to tote the low. There's no three-down backs except Todd Gurley in the game now. Mm-hmm. There's one three-down back in the game. But wouldn't you say Le'Veon is, that, is a three-down back? Yes. But for some reason, why ain't $14.5 million enough? See, I don't play, so I can say this. <laughs> right. I don't play. I can say, because somebody said to me, dog, he going to come back week 10, and then he going to get $5 million. I'm like, 
I'd rather the government take half of 14 than half of five. He's not getting any of his, like when he doesn't play, he doesn't get the money. No. And there's fines accumulating for all the days that he's missing. So what's this week 10 shit people are talking about? Because you have to come back week 10 to get credit for the last six weeks for your season. I see. See, there's a, the NFL switched around. It used to be an accrued season was three, uh, to be a accrued player, you had to play three seasons and then three games. It used to be you had to play a certain amount of games. Right, right, right. But then they turned it, and when you're a vested guy, you play week one, your whole salary is guaranteed that year. So if they cut you week seven because you're not performing, I anything, got you. you get the rest of your money. So that's why Des Bryant didn't have a job week one. And Martellus Bryant in Oakland didn't either. Right. So now they got to work for their money the rest of the year because at any point they cut you, the check stops. Des Bryant, did you ever imagine this? I mean, is, yeah, is he, he that told, big of he, an asshole? When he told Baltimore no at $8 million, yeah. Because at that point, the price only goes down. And his agent didn't explain that to him very, very clearly. Once you get an offer in the National Football League, it used to be you had an offer and then the other teams didn't, you know, talk and, t- you know, spread the word around. Not anymore. Not anymore. Is he going to play football this year? The Cowboys keep playing as bad. They might. <laughs> They're not bringing him back. It's actually word. They talking about bringing Des Bryant back to Dallas. Wow. Oh, yeah. Jason Garrett on the hot seat. Quarterback, don't look like he can throw it to anybody. He got no one to throw it to also, right? The new tight end can't get open (laughs) if my kid is covering him. It's unbelievable right now in Dallas. Wow. That's what you get for all them toes on the line, Jerry. How about that, boss? Yeah, that fucking guy, right? Oh, it's karma. It's karma. It's karma. You cannot talk that wild and, and, and then expect your football team to go out and perform. Right back at you. What about um uh Josh Gordon? New England. You know what? They, knock they, on now, wood. I knock can't on stand wood, New England. Pray. Hold on. Knock on wood. Let's pray for Josh. But something is wrong with this young man. No shit. I, I just want to know one thing. Is he a football savant like Randy Moss? I don't think so. I didn't think so either because that's been always been the thing of his actions. and They never talk about his football knowledge being that, that savant like Moss. Like, Moss went to New England and looked, ran, looked at Tom Brady, and him and Tom saw the same defense and went, uh-huh. That's how they broke Jerry Rice's record. Right. Randy Moss is that kind of football savant. Absolutely. I, I played with that Moss. I played with Jerry Rice, and I played with Randy Moss. The two most detailed receivers in Keenan McCardle and Joe Jarvis, two most, four most detailed receivers I've ever seen in my life about the coverage, the yardage, the depth, the everything that goes into the routes and doing everything. We don't know what the fuck, Josh. He's a talent. He's big. He's, he's athletic. A talent, but I mean, you, you got to be on the fucking field to be the talent. Or at least around the team. When he wasn't in training camp and he was trying to get it together, right. it still wasn't together. So, how, so if he, let's say he plays this week, and and like, how much can he bring to? Uh, how much? Can, All right, I got this how, for you. how much no, can no, no. him and Edelman? I got this for you. At in a three week stretch, this kid went for like two fifty, two fourteen, and one eighty something. In a three-week stretch, remember that? If he gives them half of that in a three-week stretch, that's some, that's some lights-out football. So he has to see this as his last shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, this is dead end, end of the road, looking over a cliff, all of that good What stuff. would you say to him? If you were like, yo, if he was like, Sap, what, what, what would you just be like, yo, my man, I don't even need to tell you what to do. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that, I mean what the fuck? I, you'd have to sit down with him like, what in the hell is going on? Like, like I played in the game when 
You know, there was no social media, and you can have three different chicks that live five blocks from each other, and they won't know each other unless they got the same friends. Right. I mean, that's that's what we grew up in. In this day and era, when everybody got a pocket paparazzi and everything going on, son, I need to know what kind of life you live in. I need to know what you want out of life, son. Because right. if I can't put you on a path to where we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then do it again for 17 weeks to where you ain't out, come on, man. That kid is a talent, but for some reason, that talent never gets on the field. And there's something missing in between work and home. Something in between that in the streets is grabbing him and got a hold of him. Because home is safe and work is safe. But these two places he's not found in for some strange-ass reason. Are the Patriots in trouble? They lose two games. No, no. They're in trouble because, listen, once you go and show that type of performance to one of your ex-head coaches— He's talking to that coaching staff. He talked to those players. This is a copycat league. This will be duplicated again. What? What did they do? The game plan. S- swapped it up, ran it at them. I mean, did personnel stuff, did everything. I mean, and you can see the players reacted to Patricia like, oh, coach, you had it. Like, like coach, you had it. I, I, boy, we're going to follow you to the – that might be Detroit's rally and cry for the next couple of weeks. But it's still going to have to come to a point where you're just better than your opponent at what you're doing, and they know what you're doing. That's right. what it all comes down to late in the year because everybody's tired, everybody's miserable. Can you execute your offense and defense better than your opponent? And, and the Patriots? They're in trouble. Because of? Their personnel. I think their personnel is finally catching up with them. For so many years, they were just mixing and matching and putting a Band-Aid on. Josh Gordon? What you got up there? Some truth serum bill or something? I don't know what the hell going on. And what about their defense? Don't exist. Detroit had their first 100-yard rusher since Reggie Bush. Right. You got to be kidding me. Right. Reggie Bush is on TV now. Right. (laughs) I wake up to Reggie Bush with good morning football. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, man, when Reggie Bush was your last 100-yard rusher, I bet you Matt Stafford feels so good about it right now. Boy, he ready to turn around and it off some more. What about my New York Giants? Oh. You know what? I got more questions about the Houston Texans that allow fucking Giants to walk in there with flowers at tackle. And where's J.J. Watt coming? He had three sacks, but it, it must have been the three easiest sacks ever in the game because Eli was on fire. Where'd they, he go? That was their first to me. Hmm. Now, I, I predicted that Jadavian, even though he didn't play, but I predicted that J, uh, J.J. and Badger and that team was going to fuck my Giants up. I was like, this is going to be the end. This is it. Oh, the, the Texans. I, I, yeah. I, I was like, dude, this is the part. This is going to be really <laughs> the end. This is when it gets bad. This is going to be it. And they they distributed the ball. No, they, they got did the a weapons. Great job. They did Saquon a great job. was playing Sterling Shepard. They did a great Odell. job. Odell. Listen, for some reason, Houston, we got a problem. You're supposed to be a team when you had your quarterback, the Deshaun kid, the Watson kid, you were putting up 50 a game with a defense that was going to give up less than 17. 27 to the Giants? Oh, my God. Eli had a field day on 370-something yards, 380-something yards, three times. Ah, come on. Is that a Giants improvement or a Houston? In- Giants improvement. Because whenever you go on the road in the National Football League, that's a tough game to win. That's a tough game to win to go into somebody else's hostile environment with a good defense, with an offense that can score some points, with a mobile quarterback. And the Giants really don't have no pass rushes. No. And 52, oh, my God. Ogletree, oh, my God. That, that, he's a liability on defense. An absolute liability on defense. And why does my man Flowers get – Is how bad is he? Is he bad? That's so bad. Like, he's an no, offensive no. lineman who's famous for not being good. He's which from is, the University of Miami, too. 
But so so that's weird that so an that offensive really lineman who he's probably one of the most famous offensive linemen for not being in the good. league. His name is known for not being good. I know it's he's a giant. I know it's New York, but that's crazy, right? So is he not good? Because he was a top ten pick. Okay. When you're a top ten pick and I you see. pick to protect the quarterback's blind side, like Jumbo Elliott, like all the bad boys, Reisenberg, all the bad boys in New York after all those years and did that, and now you on the right side where the weakest one of the five is, and you get over there and Calais Campbell put a move on you and you tripping. Me and Calais had a nasty conversation about flowers. <laughs> I've never seen three, three uh Exclamation points on a, on a, on a message, unless it's with Donald Trump. You know, he he the only one I've seen with this. <laughs> he found a way to put three exclamation points on my little thing, emphasizing. He was like, "Who?" Because I hit him with, "Who does a tripping?" You know, we canes. I mean, you get whooped. You gotta let that thing go down. You don't trip nobody. What are you doing? That's one of the dirtiest moves ever. You tripped a man. Oh, oh, he almost got his cane card taken. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo could have ran out of bounds. I don't know where he thought he was going. Unfortunately, ACL, right? Hey, listen. I, I tell all these, these white quarterbacks, hey, I know you hanging around a lot of brothers, listen to this mumble rap and all this bullshit. And, you know, got your little skip going, Jimmy G. I watched it on my man Baldy's little tape, you know, the Jimmy G skip, playing the game with enthusiasm. Get the hell out of bounds, man. These kids are so messed up nowadays. I've seen them hit a quarterback in the face sliding one Sunday. They ain't caring no more. They are going to get their hits. They going to take their shots. Any quarterback out there, brothers, you on the sideline, step out of bounds and do it very quickly or face the consequences. RG3, is that, I mean? RG3 was the was, was, was the dummiest of all dummies because if you watch Colin Kaepernick, he didn't take many. He ran out of bounds all the time, went out of bounds all the time. And he finally took his hit, and it kind of throwed him off too. All you quarterbacks, trust me, we're waiting on that one opportunity when your ass don't run out of bounds, and I guarantee you, boom, goes the dynamite every I'm, time. I mean, nobody every wants time. to see anybody get these knee injuries, but <laughs> hey, Garoppolo, I mean— Go out of bounds. Go out of bounds. It you wasn't are the, the last franchise. play of the game. No! You in the middle of the game getting good, getting this thing going, moving it. Get out of bounds, son. We need you. Who's the, back, who's the backup in San Well, Central? no, they, they worked out. Kellen Clemens— T.J. Yates, Tom hold fucking on, on, Savage. On, on, I'm on, reading on. the names. Hold on, Tyler. He, Tyler Jonathan is back. E.J. Emanuel. T.J. Yates. <laughs> Tyler e, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Landry Jones, Matt Sims, and an undrafted rookie, Kyle Allen. Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick can't get a look. <laughs> I mean, a workout? Can he get a workout? <laughs> no. He's got a lawsuit, and it went past the preliminary stages, so now we actually get to get in here and see if we see some emails. Eric Reed. Oh. Now, you could say Colin Kaepernick, like he's he's the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say he was declining. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can't throw. Uh -huh. How good of a football player is Eric Reed? I wasn't an Eric Reed fan out of the secondary. But a, but a job. But, 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 but a good to guy. To play in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, more than good enough to start because I watched my safety get thrown on his back and tear his knee in Tampa on Monday night. Did you see that? Yes. Chris Conte. Yes. Get thrown on your back. And you tore your knee up? If you were Clay Matthews and you got fucked the way he got fucked the last two weeks, if I was Clay Matthews this week, I'd take a knee to the NFL for what they did to me. Like, I'm taking the knee for the rules. I mean, Clay fucking Matthews, he's the one who right now has a right to be like, yo, I'm... And I'm boycotting. I got long hair, I got blonde, blonde hair. hair. All that. 
Got the bloodline. Got three generations of great football. In 10 years, I've only had four rush for, roughing the passer penalties ever. You took a game away from me. Oof. And the other one killed the momentum and got the Redskins going again. Yeah, yeah. That was a big place. All right, this week, week four. <laughs> you know what I'd be? I'd be playing for free. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I won't hear that. Oof. <laughs> right, you just be like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to. You're not going to take the money away. And I not have no fun. Oof. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. Is there a way to sack and not get that oof? I want to know how you sack and push the eject button in the middle of it and get off of him on your way to the ground. How do you do that? I don't know. I got two questions for the NFL. How do I tackle a moving object at full speed with my shoulder and I don't leave with my head? Right, you like got to be like that. You got to turn side. You got to dive sideways. And that potentially and, hurt yourself. And, exactly. Because it's so unnatural. How am I going to get him and then eject? I got... I don't know how you do that. I mean, if you pick the motherfucker up and, like, drop them down, oh, is no, that no. a penalty? Oh, yeah, that's a penalty. That's crazy. Can't pick him up. Oh, no. So, no. But, if you, but, if, but if you pick him up. That's the old one. Stop picking him up and boom. <laughs> you can't do that. So you can't even pick him up and throw him No. Pick, pick the prize up and throw it across the room? Right, the prize. Who's the best quarter? Who's the top, <laughs> top four quarterbacks this, this year so far? Patrick Mahomes. Goff? Yeah. Golf is playing good uh, football. And um, it's either, it's like four of them there because shit, Fitzpatrick has 1,200 yards in the first three weeks. Drew Brees has got monster numbers too. I mean, you could, and Matt Ryan had five touchdowns Sunday. They're breaking records uh, uh, point wise, touchdowns. Oh, it's stupid. It, it, because of the, the rule changes. Yeah, correct? there's no more hitting. The middle of the field is wide open. They're, I told them they built the Autobahn in the middle of the field, and there's exits and byways and pathways to get up there all day long. And you know, the Autobahn, you go fast as you want. Fast as you want. There's no speed limit in the NFL. It's not that these players are that much better. No, they're not. Because these players are not smart enough to recognize zone and man. So the NFL had to implement a rule to protect them that you can't hit them as they come across the field doing like this here when it's zone. The players. Don't the ball. You don't know that kid in that. In, it was. Atlanta, and they were playing the Eagles. And I think it was Dante yes. Robinson, and he was running across the field like this here, and he threw the ball, and it was zone. Yeah. It was not man-to-man. And the ball, the hair, the helmet, everything just went flying. That's what scared the world. Like, these kids are dumb as hell. This kid was on – he was on the other side of this hash, run all the way across that other hash, doing this in his zone. At no time did you sit down in the zone. The who who <laughs> sit down in is the zone. Is it the quarterback's fault for throwing it to him? No. Sit down at. Oh, you think when you run across the middle field like this, nobody sees you? Oh, they see you. You damn right we see you. You might well put a tag on your ass that say "Light me up," mm. and he got lit up. Oh, that's it. All what right, you doing? the the Browns. They're on a fucking roll. Oh, they they tied a game. They oh, won they a game. They're on their way to Oakland. They're on the way, they're to, on Oakland. way to Oakland. What do you got for me? Nah. That defense with Miles Garrett, he don't do them a rush to pass. He does a good job of rushing the pass. Got some real good skills. But I'm going to take Oakland in this one because with those three receivers and Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, and Bryant, and that tight end, oh, my goodness. That's they gonna, a big they, motherfucker. Oh, they're going to they 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 need to slow that thing down, and I, I want to see them slow it down because they're on a high right now. 
It was kind of tough. They're to on get. high because they played a good half of football. Hey man, they got ten days rest. And, and they, but their expectations are so low oh, for you themselves. You thought it was all sweet talking Cleveland, bad about your Cleveland. Fucking expectation. You played one good half of football in seventeen years, and you're you you think shit is sweet. Shit ain't sweet. Six quarters. It hasn't even. I was no no just, full game two two in Pittsburgh. They played two, two quarters. Them. Two quarters in Pittsburgh to get the tie, yes. and two quarters there to beat your Jets. Yes. All right. So they got a full game. Shit, but their that. expectations are so fucking low. No, you saw them in the uh, the hard knocks. Right. It's a new environment. You saw the speech by the the the, 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 uh, the juice the, juice Landry. Yeah, juice juice and the linebacker. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. These guys here are serious. Okay, they, they they gonna change the culture. Okay. Um. All right. Lions and Cowboys. That might actually be a pretty good game I with think the so Lions. Yeah, yeah, with the Lions coming in with a little confidence and the Cowboys needing to win. I mean, just flat foot needing to win. But Matt Patricia's gonna have some up his sleeves. I like the Lions in that one. The the Bills versus the Green Bay Packers. The the, the Bills. The Bills can get off that high. They've won their game in the NFC North last How week does that in Vikings. Yeah, you you hey, play hey. the games like this where you, right. you like it's you're like they're gonna blow them out. We have we have weapons up the wazoo. Thinking shit all good. We're the Vikings. Thinking shit all good. Is that what it is? And you win in the game without your starting running back, and then you keep went in with a game plan that okay, we'll just throw it and beat them. Fifty-five times Kirk Cousins threw that ball. Six points is all you have to show for it. That's bad. That's bad. Are they going to bounce back? No. The Vikings. The Vikings. Yeah. Who they got? I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. It uh, depends on who you got. That's what it's about because the, the Bills is going to take a beating with Aaron Rodgers. That, right. that, that's going down. That party's Clay, over. Clay, Matt, Clay Matthews is hot right now. Texans at Indy. Ooh. You know what? When Andrew Luck is throwing for 164 yards, why don't the hell they go call Pittsburgh and go get that man a running back? Hey. Because Cam Newton threw for 170 yards, but his running back ran for 184. That kind of balance is out. We got 350 between our backfield. That's what they're going to need for Luck because without, without some weapons for Luck, he's going to be throwing the ball all around the place for three, four yards all day long. And he gets hit. He gets hit and throws the pick and then goes tries to make yeah, the tackle. Yeah, he's fucking nuts. He's nuts. I love him. Oh, I love him for yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Me too. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, but they got to give him some weapons. Um, uh, ain't that the craziest thing? Peyton Man was there. He was never without two receivers and a running back and a tight end. Andrew Luck ain't got shit except T.Y. Hilton. That's it. And he just came back from that surgery. Like and I get, said, he's getting hit. He's getting hit. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like it. I don't like that plan up there at all, man. Come on, let's, let's give up some of that money. Earth saying, go get a running back for this man. Come on, you had Edwin James. You know what it's like. Your Bucks versus the Bears. Oh, short week on the road. Fist magic ain't over, baby. I'm telling you, the fist magic ain't over, but that damn Khalil Mack against our two tackles, we're going to have to have a plan. We don't block too well. Our tackles are okay. They're not, they're not just They're not going to block out the sun. Who's winning that help. game? Bucks, baby. <laughs> oh, you think it's sweet, Chicago? <laughs> and I'm going there with my Bucks, baby. I'll be in the clubs. Uh, Bengals at the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, Bengals. <laughs> Atlanta needs to figure out their red zone offense. They Matt, can't do it. They got beast Julio. Muhammad's good. They got that young kid. They can't find no way to get him the ball in the red zone. And they got running backs. Matt Ryan, take a note from Drew Brees. Sometimes you have to run the ball in to show your football team you want it just as much as everybody else. They play, is it, do, so do, do, essentially with him, do they play off of him because they know he's not going to run it in? When you ever seen Matt Ryan stick his nose in there? So as a de- defenders, you're like, yo. We- oh no, you go, you go, you keep that picket fence for as long as you can, as long as you can, and then when he finally breaks the line, go up and he's gonna slide. 
we're off. Field goal. Jets at the Jaguars. Jaguars. Hey, man, do you know how hot it is in Florida at 1 o'clock? How hot? If you ever want to know what global warming feels like, go to an NFL game at 1 o'clock and sit there. I was at Miami in uh, Raiders Sunday. It felt like a heater was in my front of my face, just just pumping right there. I mean, and I got and I got some melon in my skin. <laughs> I had to go get me some sunblock, baby. I'm telling you, I had to go get sunblock. This thing was on fire. And the Raiders had a plan. They had a little umbrella. Right. Like a big long thing that they put over their team. Like right. when the offense was out, they covered the defense, and then when they came off, they cut. They had a plan, but I watched that son eat them alive. By the time that fourth quarter, a jet sweep went for 75 yards. They had nothing left. Okay. They had nothing left. The, the fucking Eagles. What did you think of Carson? I mean, it was raining. It's your first day back. No, no. Did a good enough job getting back, getting the win. But what did you think of his movement? Okay. Okay. Because you don't want to be sitting there while somebody else gets submitted in your position. Right. That's what that's about. So I'll get back and I'll work myself through these little kinks and this little chink because I got Peters over there, which is a pretty good left tackle, so I ain't got much to worry about from the blind side. Everything is now me on the blitz pickup and getting the ball out of my hands fast. Whenever you blitz a quarterback, it's on him to get rid of the ball or not take the sack, basically, unless somebody up front misses a protection. Now, they miss a protection, it's on them. But if everybody's protected, it should be one free guy. He should be the farthest away from the quarterback. I got to get rid of the ball. Eagles and Titans, who you got? I'm going to take the Eagles. World champs going there and handle that because – Ain't Mariota still hurt? Yeah. Yeah. He he, hurt. He, you know, he's not right. Nah, he's not right. The the Dolphins. The number two pick in the draft ain't right. <sighs> Three and oh, the Dolphins. With Ryan Tannehill. Three and fucking oh. No Boy. one predicted that. And I got them beating the Patriots. They could beat the Patriots. Cameron Wake and that front four can go. Hayes is out, but they still got enough rushes. They got enough rushes, and they got – and then Frank – if they get a lead and they go to Frank Gore early and often, he, he can run the ball. Wow. He, he, he can run it. How much – like, next week, if the, if the Miami Dolphins beat the Patriots, like, how crazy are people going to go? Like, like, what's the panic level going to? It's going to go from that five right now in New England to an eight and a half. They might trade Rook. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Listen, how many times you heard Bill Belichick being talked to like that by a player? Right. And that player's still there. He got his revenge on Butler, but the outcome got back on him. But he never lets a player get away with that. Adelius Thomas, I ain't no kid of God around here. He was gone. Remember that when they was late to work yeah, with yeah, the snow? Yeah. He doesn't play that. That's his house, and he runs it with an iron fist. And there's something. Rob that, Gronkowski. Hey, Amen. Is that real when they said that? Like, oh, they were thinking. Is that like it could be a conversation in the National Football League with their smoke? There's a big fire down at the bottom. And a bunch of people trying to cover it up. That's why you only see a little bit of smoke. <laughs> they trying to smother it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's he always evaluates his team three, four years in advance. That's why he's that good. He's planning for for like Oh, he planned this thing for when Tom is gone, who will be the quarterback, how this quarterback will get along with Gronk and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, he covers every stone. See, uh, Seattle's playing the Cardinals. Yawn. Fucking bird bowl. Yawn. Do, do we care? Is Pete, is Pete Carroll done? No, I think that that offensive line is done. They've dismantled the defense. Ain't shit they can do. And Russell Wilson is taking a beating. I mean, shit, he had 12 sacks in the first two weeks that old line gave up. And he's one of the most elusive quarterbacks. So I guess, you know, Sierra at the house, they didn't, you know, the, the, the thing's slowing down over there. Right. <laughs> you ain't as young as you used to be. But hey, the Rams pretty much got a, got a, got an easy run to that division right now. Say, the Saints at the, at, at the Giants. 
I think this is going to be a shootout. Shootout all day. All day. Big, 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 big money. Big oh, numbers. Oh, 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 over. Take the over all day long. This is over. Don't even worry about who win it. Just take the over and enjoy your win for the weekend and enjoy the festivities and the touchdown because they're going up and down that field. Niners at the Chargers. Yawn. Done. Yawn. Phillip Rivers will win that one now. He's the only quarterback in the game. He has to show his superiority. And they're in deep shit with, with, without Jimmy G. Who is the damn backup? I don't know. We don't know, really? I don't no know. No fact-checking on him. I Damn just, it. I, gave, I fact-checked. I broke rule number one. I still don't know. I know Kaepernick's in New York, so I know. <laughs> Ravens in Pittsburgh, this is always, this is always oh, a banger. Oh, there's a paint swapper right here. This, this, this is swapping paint. And the Pittsburgh defense is not very good. I mean, they're just not. So take the over in this one, too. This one's going to be a shootout, too. Joe Flacco should have a good game, but the Baltimore defense can't. But they can't. They, they won't be able to shut them down. This won't be 17-20. This will be 35-38. This is going to be a shootout, yeah. The Chiefs at the Broncos. This is the Chiefs. Or is, or is, is, is no, no, Vaughn no. going to touch them? Oh, he definitely going to touch him. I already talked to nephew. I said, nephew, you already know, Unc. I'm hunting him all day long from the time he get off that bus. You look. You live for Sundays like this. When you got a quarterback like this, it's the ultimate challenge. He can throw it. He can run it. He's smart. He hasn't been touched. You got to rattle him. You got to get in his kitchen, and you got to start cooking on his stove something that he don't like. That's going to be good. That's going to be damn good. So it's basically it's oh. Vaughn Miller and the, and the Denver defense, but Vaughn Miller versus Patrick Mahomes. And, who, and what plan they got for Vaughn Miller? Because Vaughn is not going to stop all day long. All day long, Vaughn Miller's coming. Oh, what? my God. All right. Sap, I, you love football so much. That's why I love talking to you about it. What is the thing you miss the most about football? Like this? Sitting here shooting the shit, going over the whole league. That's what we used to do as players. Me and Brooks used to sit there. And Brooks late night with the highlighter. Because I knew my back was covered on a Sunday afternoon. There was nothing that was going to go down that was going to be something that I that we didn't cover or he didn't cover or that we couldn't fix on a Sunday afternoon. That mono mono challenge, you know? That chase for a champ, the journey, just the, the Sundays, the Sundays in the locker room and the camaraderie. Other than that, the fucking practice can go to hell. <laughs> practice. We ain't talking about no practice. You fuck practice, right? <laughs> All day, every day. All right. Sap, rap, Route 99 podcast, <laughs> killing it. Are you enjoying being a podcaster? You know what, dog? You love to talk shit. One man, one mic, dog. Sometimes you just <laughs> get into your own world and just vent a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like when I see you on that dick stain, I'm like, he loving it. You know, I, I you know, I call him the orange orangutan. So you on that dick stain and that orangutan, I, I, I can see the passion. You can see the love. That's what it is with the podcast. Cause you love it, right? You got to give it to the people. Got to give it to them. Sap and Rap, I Am Rap, Poor Stereo Podcast, Route 99, Mashup. We out. Ow! All right, I want to thank my man Warren Sapp for rocking on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a Route 99 Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast killer collab from the quarterback killer. Um, I want to thank you, Dean Collins. Oh, thank you, man. I always love opening for the big guests. Um, yes. Yes, that's good. Um, and uh, uh, thanks for the special announcement. Thank you for letting me uh, announce it on your show. I wanted to drop it here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Miles, Jordan... Uh, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is the White Chocolate Tito. I am out.